Greetings! Welcome to Film Gazers, a podcast focusing on the science fiction, horror, fantasy, trinity, and 20th century entertainment. I'm Steph. I'm Jess. We're cousins slash besties. Join us as we reminisce, discuss, and review films from our childhood. All right. We are on our last episode of Shirtman. Shirtmurt. Shirtmurt. Next month is July, and we are going to be doing... I thought this was a good idea maybe to do a Merca month. Merca. Merca. And mm-hmm. we'll start it off with Independence Day. Yes. Recommended by Becky. Mm-hmm. And we were like, you know what? I've been kind of wanting to do it. I think it'll complement our Will Smith uh, movies. Yes, nicely. <laughs> nicely. Round them out. Mm-hmm. Around this time of year. little homage to Wild Wild West, if you will. Yeah. <laughs> Ended on a good note. Yes. And then to round out July with American kind of theme, we're going to do A League of Their Own. Mm-hmm. Because what's more American than baseball? And ladies stepping in when the men are not there. Exactly. <laughs> like Rosie the Riveter. We can do it. We can. And we can do it better, actually. <laughs> <laughs> So that's going to be the July lineup. And then uh, Jessica had a great idea for August. Uh, We'll be doing a back to school special. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yes, yes. So that'll be fun. And we'll announce those uh, when we get further along into the season. Give you something to look forward to. Yeah. I'm sure you're just on the edge of your seat. Salivate over. (laughs) Ew. No thanks. So what you been watching? I don't know if you've seen it on there or heard about it, but I've been watching Chimp Empire on Netflix. No, I don't think I've seen it yet. It is like nature documentary style. Oh, is it like the penguin one? Probably. And they like narrate it and they give them like personalities kind of. Um, Well, they basically like, they all have names and they're like, oh, this is like Jackson's you know, the alpha. Yeah, and, yeah. That's what, yeah, where they, like, explain, like, eventually, because they're like, oh, well, since Jackson's the alpha, he won't get along with that. Now Peanut can't get to the, <laughs> yeah, like, you know, that kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, like, yeah, exactly. I love those solid I know, the drama. Did you watch the Prairie Dog one that they had back in the day? Or, no, Meerkat Manor. Yeah, no, I don't oh, think I ever my, watched that. You, oh, you have got to watch Meerkat Manor. <laughs> like, Somebody else told me that, I think. And there's Penguin Town's the other one. So watch Meerkat Manor and Penguin Town there. So I watched the Penguin one when Penguin we had one. we had just moved into this house that we bought, and we got COVID immediately. Yeah. <laughs> after that. purchasing our home and moving in, and I was very very sick, and that was when I lost my smell and everything, and um, I still it never came back like fully all the way. And I remember just crying to Penguin Town. <laughs> like, there were some moments where it got a little much when I was very sick. And I got very emotional about it. So I love those. Can't recommend You're like, them my enough. defenses are down because my immunity is down. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and I cannot, cannot recommend them enough. Yeah. So I'm going to have to check out. Well, Chimpanzee. you got to look out. Because chimpanzees are terrifying oh yeah oh my god like i've heard you know the stories that they can they eat a man's face off or whatever <laughs> um but to see it oh my god! i mean they don't they don't show like graphic things but just knowing what they're capable of yeah, yeah. and seeing like how strong they are mm-hmm. they got freaking ape strength yeah <laughs> it's otherworldly <laughs> they that kind of strong and like they eat other monkeys. What? Yeah. Whoa, I didn't know they did that. I know. I guess a lot of people don't, but they, they hunt other monkeys. <laughs> That's yeah. terrifying. And then it's all political, like how they share their yeah meat with uh, the other chimps in their Oh, like a hierarchy group. and stuff. Yeah, exactly. Mm, interesting. I was like, <gasps> they're real smart. So it's like, <laughs> it really is like Congo. And it, that's where, where it is. Like it's like Nagogo is the name of the like island, I think. Crazy. Where at. Yeah. It was like <gasps> spooky. Well, that sounds like a good watch. It was. It was riveting. <laughs> <laughs> like I couldn't stop watching it. It was like a soap opera almost. Nice. Yeah. It was, it was good. I highly recommend it. So I've been watching that and then I've been watching um, The Planet. 
another nature documentary. I've been watching something really soothing at night. Nice. Is that one like David like Planet Earth? Yeah. Oh, okay, okay, cool. <laughs> I'm like, is it older? I no, think... it came out with a new season. Oh, cool, mm-hmm. cool. Okay, I guess I just haven't looked in that category on my Netflix recently because I have been <laughs> um, often uh, watching for the first time with my husband Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> okay. That was his childhood favorite. Good luck to you. Yeah, I um, never watched it because uh, the same thing as you've mentioned why you, you don't watch anime because because of things like Dragon Ball Z where you would just see them like ah charging forever yeah. and never getting to the point. Um, so far though, I'm loving it actually. Uh, he is making me watch it in the dub version. Normally, we watch all our our anime. With subtitles. Um, yeah. Just because, of, you know, I feel like you should watch it. You miss the nuances. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the tones and, and how the voice actors are actually, you know, bringing it. Bringing it. Bringing it in their own language. Yeah. And I, I watch subtitles. I like subtitles. Exactly. Anyway, so it doesn't so. bother me. But now watching it in a dub, honestly, though, I can see why the dub isn't horrible as, like, I thought it was going to be, mm-hmm. maybe. It was pretty well done. The voice actors um, are pretty good. Uh, they're like real English voice actors mm. that they hired apparently. So back then, I think that was like, you know, anime wasn't as common um, over here in the States. So right. this was the one I think they really were like pushing to to reach American audiences yeah. as well. Because the one we're watching also has, I guess, the original Japanese intro. So even like when we started watching it, Andrew's like, no, this is not the intro that I grew up with. So he uh, found it on YouTube and mm. it is so crazy. Like the one in Japan's pretty like easy going kind of like very like uh, soothing almost like graphics. And then the American one's like, dragon. <laughs> like, <laughs> it was really intense, but it was cool. I was like, that one doesn't like, appeal well, to my American senses more. America is aggressive. I know. <laughs> I mean, in your <laughs> fucking face. Yeah. So it was very funny how obvious the differences <laughs> were with uh, the intros did, uh, versus here and there. Because you've um, got to grab their attention. They're going to change the fucking channel. channel. Yeah, right? So, yeah, it was, um, it's been really fun. Piccolo, so far, is my favorite character. He's the green guy. And uh, I like him. We've also had a couple of movie nights since then. Andrew picked out Overboard with Goldie Hawn and Kurt Russell. Uh, one of my personal favorites. Yeah, because after we had watched Mannequin, he was like, oh, kind of like an 80s like movie mood. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, so he picked that one out. I always loved it. Mm-hmm. I hadn't watched it in a while. Uh, forgot how rapey it is, like cringy kind of. Oh, is you it? Know? Yeah, watching it in a new lens, you're like, this is kidnapping. This is yeah. like Nobody gaslighting. Her, so. Yeah, but you're like he's gaslighting her. He kidnapped her. Like he's like it's so. And it's fun. all for revenge, really. And I mean, yes, she is a total bitch, and she does a pretty good job of that in the beginning. I forgot like how funny she was in that character yeah. and how good she looks. Yeah, like, she looks beautiful. So good in that. And so, so does he, really. Yes, they both look amazing. When he's standing in that closet still, <laughs> I have, like, a vivid memory of that. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, watching it again, even Andrew's like, ooh, some of this doesn't. Like, doesn't but he was like, but I still well. like it. We still like it. Like, yeah. looking into the innocent, innocent lens. Innocent lens. Um, so that one was fun to watch again. Because and, he didn't take advantage of her. And until the way. end, though, like he does, <laughs> like in the end, technically, like it is okay. It's been a while now yeah, since I've watched that is, one. <laughs> <laughs> little cringy, little cringy. Oh, that makes me sad. I know, but you have to like block it out <laughs> so you can try to still enjoy it like you did when you were a teen. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then we also watched Significant Other. That was recommended to me by one of my coworkers. Um, she watches, like, uh, she watched Mandy after we did when I told mm. her, and she's like, the movie's crazy. So this one, she was like, you should watch this one. It's crazy. Like, it's kind yeah, of, like, yeah. Mandy-esque in that respect. Um, it reminded me a little bit of Barbarian um, and, like, just how they kind of, like, do a little, t- there's some twists a little bit. The acting, the, even just the way the dialogue kind of is and doesn't take itself too seriously almost, but... Uh, it was crazy. It was a mm-hmm. wild ride. So I don't want to say anything. This is the kind of one I don't want to spoil anything. It's on Paramount Plus. It was oh, a Paramount okay. Plus original, I guess. So it's not the highest budget. Some of the cinematography gets uh, 
certain mm. shots just kind of were like, mm, it's a little too dark or I can't, I feel like I can't see certain things. But other than that, it was a, it was a decent one-time watch for sure. Who was in it? I, oh my gosh. I didn't write it down. But I'm pretty sure it was one of the interns that was in the office. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the, the one, the gym intern is what I called him. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's him, like, all grown up now. All grown up. So, no, that's what we've been watching. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I also want to try to get us to uh, do our mini-sodes, start getting those a little more out. We've just been so busy. Summer, for us, is a busier season. I mean, we are in Florida, in so touristy area. Yeah, so uh, it gets a little, a little crazy. So we're trying during the fall. We'll probably that's when you'll probably see more fun stuff like that. Uh, mm-hmm. Be a little more consistent. And then it's not so hot outside, so you actually feel like going out and about. Yeah, getting out a little more. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, you're not fighting all the tourists at the movie traffic theaters and, and traffic. Yeah. yeah, just everything's easier. Yes, <laughs> everything sucks a little less. So, with that, in this episode, we watched 2018's The Meg. It was released August 10th, 2018. The running time is 113 minutes. It was directed by John Turtletaub. <laughs> I think that's how you say it. As soon as I saw that, I was like, oh, I can't wait to see how Stephanie pronounces that. <laughs> Turtletaub? Turtletaub. Turtletaub. Um, screenplay by Dean... Jorgaris, uh, Joe Hober, and Eric Hober. It was based on Meg, a novel of deep terror by Steve Alton. It was produced by Lorenzo Di Bonaventura, Bell Avery, and Colin Wilson, starring Jason Statham, Lee Bingbing, Rain Wilson, Ruby Rose, Robert Taylor, Paige Kennedy, Winston Chow, Cliff Curtis, Jessica McName, and Olafur Dari Olafsson. Nailed it. <laughs> <laughs> Not one stutter. Cinematography, Tom Stern. Edited by Stephen Kemper and Kelly Matsumoto. Uh, music was by Harry Gregson Williams. Uh, the budget... It it had like 130 million to 178 million. It's quite a big difference, but just 40 million. Yeah, no big deal. Uh, at the box office, it did 530.2 million. That really surprises me. I I have some information on that. Uh, it is. It was an international movie, is the thing. Like, this was played... It was, like, also co-produced, basically, by a Chinese production company. Mm. So this is um, technically one of the first films that's ever been, like, co-produced by both China and the States. Um, And it was, like, a joint effort. Um, So that's why there is, like, an international cast... Um, Lee Bingbing and um, Winston Chow, they are both very well-known Chinese actors. Okay. Uh, so, and then, you know, you just have the other variety of the cast uh, and crew were kind of well-known in other areas. Um, and so, Jason. And Jason Statham is an international yeah. star as well. So, uh, yeah. So, it was uh, pretty much an international film, and uh, that is in part why it did so well, because um, it was not just, like, American box office money. Okay. You're talking Chinese box office money. Yeah. And, you know, Europe, all parts of Asia, Australia. Mm-hmm. It was filmed a lot in New Zealand um, and then off of the Chinese coast. So uh, there was a lot of fun facts to look up in this one. Uh, that was just a little bit of it. Uh, Steve Alton, the author, he was, he's written, like, there's, like, five other novels about the prehistoric shark. <laughs> and the novel... Uh, yeah, and the novel's quite different in that he's, like, a Navy deep-sea guy. It's in the Mariana Trench. Um, the doctor, I think, is more of a nemesis kind of figure, um, he did have, like, a crew that, like, they had to let go or, or that kind of thing. So, the doctor holds it against them. Like, so they had mm-hmm. elements that they did bring in. Um, but it was quite different with the research facility and all that kind of stuff. It seems like yeah. that those were liberties taken that uh, greatly differ from the book, it seems. Mm-hmm. Uh, the director himself, Mr. Turtletub, <laughs> he also did While You Were Sleeping, which I also love oh, that wow. movie. Yeah. Uh, the Kid... National Treasure and Cool Runnings. 
<laughs> so he is very versatile. Oh, he's like a gem. Yeah, and I watched a really cool. Uh, they have a lot of little documentaries on uh, YouTube uh, with some making ofs kind of stuff. So one I watched where uh, they're talking to him, and he was like, "I had never done a movie like this. Like I was really excited when it came like on my desk kind of situation." So he was up for the challenge, <laughs> uh, basically. Um, this is cool too. So this movie has been like, tw it was like 20 years in the making essentially. Cause the book came out in 1997 In 96 Disney had already bought the rights to it. Um, so before the book even came out, they were like, yo, we want a piece of this pie. They liked the idea. They had, I believe it was called Hollywood pictures. Disney's like Hollywood pictures division. And it was supposed to be like where they made adult film, you know, like they weren't kids. Really. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> Not that kind of adult films. Um, but uh, Live action. that division was closed. And then along with all the projects they bought, the new person's like, nah, you know, I'm going to start scratch. from scratch. Yeah. So they scrap it. Um, another big part why its existence kind of didn't happen was because Deep Blue Sea, mm. which I thought this was crazy. I'm like, oh my gosh, we picked these movies out and I didn't even know the correlation. <laughs> so <laughs> That's funny. so crazy. So Deep Blue Sea, as we know, came out in 99 and it was released by Warner Brothers. So the other studios that had it, like they knew, okay, well, Warner Brothers has this fucking shark movie. And right. so they released it. Apparently, by everything else I read, Deep Blue Sea actually didn't do that well. Like when we saw the box office stuff, the budget, we thought, oh, hey, like sounds like it did pretty good. Um, but apparently it wasn't like well received, I guess. <laughs> so yeah, so that actually made the people who had the Meg at the time like just put it on the background, like, nah, we're good. We like, don't people, do another shark yeah, movie. people are in the shark movies right now, obviously. Right. I mean, we were into it. If they don't want <laughs> if they didn't like this badass shark movie we just produced, then So then it got shopped around. New Line Cinema had it for a while and they were having Jan DeBont, who did Twister, you know, mm. Speed, all of those. Um they were going to have him direct. They had Shane Salerno take a crack at the script. And the author, Alton, who wrote the books, he did not like that rewrite at all. He said that it, like, turned it into Moby Dick or something. Oh. And Jan DeBont gave them a budget of 157 to $200 million, And they were like, no, we only want to make it at, like, $100 million. So it got scrapped. And that was, like, two and a half years, like that it took just to get that far and then nothing happened again um in 2015 eli roth the horror you know eli roth he almost got it uh apparently but within a year it was dropped like so <laughs> that would have been a completely different kind of movie um, and then 2016 is when the director, Turtle Tom, <laughs> um, he's the one who was like, you know what, I'll do it. And at that time, Warner Brothers had it and they were able, they signed on because one of the producers, Belle Avery, uh, she took the film to Chinese investors and Gravity Pictures and they signed on. And that's kind of what, again, made it the international uh, level mm -hmm. that it became. So I thought it was really interesting, the origins of the this origin one. story. Yeah, the origin the story. Like, it took 20 years. That's crazy. It's just a shark movie. But apparently, you know, making water movies are cost, very costly. I could see that just and because of the equipment. Exactly. And, and the safety and then just even the post-production, the editing. Like, it's a lot. And mm -hmm. so a lot a lot of people want to invest in it. So this is why it but worked out. they waited out. until they had the technology available. Mm -hmm. Yeah. They, I mean, it kind of worked out in its favor, I think. Because if it would have came out around Deep Blue Sea time, that shark would not have looked as cool. <laughs> right. And Deep Blue Sea probably still would have blown it out of the water, I think. Um, I found a cool article where it was the director quoted, um, he didn't want to overthink things. He was like, before we started, I said, great literature usually has something like a giant shark representing in an allegorical way, some part of the human psyche that needs to be battled. And he was like, can we just make a shark movie in which the shark is just a big shark? Uh, and he was like, everybody just gave him a thumbs up. I was like, yes, please. Because <laughs> <laughs> um, I will say, after watching Significant Other, that's a newer kind of uh, horror thriller movie, uh, yes, it seems like lately people are very harping on that horror movies have to be some some kind of sub-theme with, like, mental health or, you know, like, it's mm -hmm. fine, but it just, it's very on the nose lately. So it was fun to just watch a creature feature where the shark is 
just a shark. Yeah. <laughs> he gonna eat some shit. Up. Exactly. <laughs> We're getting prehistoric. <laughs> right. Um, and the Mariana Trench thing I thought was a really cool idea. Like I was like, ooh, spooky. <laughs> Like it's not a, it's not a floor. Like you got the gas. And the yeah, and that's and... a uh, really cool part because that you mentioned that now because that was the next fact was mm-hmm. that he had um, actually talked to a marine paleontologist to like kind of get some helpful notes, and he wanted to stay between what we do kind of know, but what is also undiscovered and unknown. You know, right. he was really wanting to like straddle that line. Uh, one thing where they did vary. Uh, a lot, obviously, is if this shark had lived down there, it wouldn't look like that in any kind of way. And I'm pretty sure it would be blind. And That's what I thought, since it would, it was, there was no sunlight. It would be sensitive to light. Yeah, they even do mention that in the book. The shark is sensitive to light mm-hmm. and, like, is almost translucent, you know, because it's, like, a deep sea, like, right. fucking thing. So that's the one thing where they just knew the CG, even at that time. They're like, it's not, it's going to be so costly to make like a weird translucent shark thing right (laughs) so they went with uh just a regular looking shark (laughs) just gigantic they're like nobody's gonna notice so yeah so that is uh the most scientifically inaccurate part for sure (laughs) the last fun movie facts because i also have some real shark facts that we're gonna throw in there for you uh the crowded beach scene that had about 2,000 to 5,000 extras at one point. Uh, yeah. That gave me anxiety just, yeah. like, watching that scene. That was a lot of people that... I was like, there's no took fucking way. a lot way. to film that, yeah. No fucking way. In real life, Jason Statham is an expert swimmer. Hmm. In 1990... Oh, I bet he is. Commonwealth Games, he represented England in diving... Um, I apparently you can find the footage online if you want to see a young Jason Statham competing and diving. That sounds and, appealing. Uh, so yeah, so <laughs> most of those shots of him swimming, they were all him. Like he did most of his own stunts mm. uh, with the swimming, kind of, because they did the boat scene. I think some of that was really filmed on the boat, and he really was like strapped to something to be pulled and everything. Like he did a lot of uh, some of that scene himself. That's and most of, yeah, everything him swimming is just legit him doing it. Because uh, he's a very strong swimmer, obviously. That's amazing. <laughs> so I thought that was very cool, yeah. Because uh, he is so, he is like such a man. Oh, in yeah. Movie. In the documentary <laughs> little clips that I watched on YouTube, even the directors and um, some of his co-actors talked about like how genuine of a person he is and that he's great to work with and that... He really is kind of like his character and that he's a gung-ho kind of guy. You know, he's on mm-hmm. board. So, yeah, everyone just said he was, like, a really cool guy to work with. The documentaries on YouTube, the little makings of The Meg, I recommend watching them. They were a lot of fun to watch. Uh, the actors were interviewed. The little girl, she didn't know how to swim when she started this movie. And by the time she finished, she knew how to swim. <laughs> Uh, her and one of the actors, uh, the last name Paige, he was the one in the film who was like, I can't swim. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, so he actually couldn't swim either when he started the film. Um, they did do them like lessons like for a week. So yeah, you get all these cool little behind the scenes, like tidbits with that. Nice. So recommend that. Uh, now the real shark facts though, is statistically you are far more likely to be killed by fireworks, a train crash or lightning strike than by a shark. That's comforting. Yeah. Um, the Megalodon has been extinct for over 2 million years. Supposedly. The author of the book, like, really holds on hope that he thinks something could be down there. He's like, I think there's, like, the Mariana Trench. We don't know. So, like, have they talked to scientists about this? And what are the scientists think they're on? They do not. They do not believe that they exist. They believe they have been extinct for 2 million years. I mean, specifically just the Mariana Trench. Oh, I mean, they agree that uh, it may be. I don't know. I didn't get in the full Like, we don't have any equipment that can, like, go down there. Like, we can't send, like, a probe or something down there. I have no idea. I mean, I know they've gone pretty far down there, I think. But, I mean, so far, we just know it's kind of, like, space. 
Yeah, I know. The final frontier. Yeah. And there's a documentary called Hunt for the Super Predator, and it uh, has footage that can show you that smaller sharks do immediately vacate the waters when they sense that a giant one is nearby. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember that watching that. idea of frenzy feeding, that is scientifically accurate as well. Sharks mm-hmm. do frenzy feed, uh, especially like with whales. I guess they say whale carcasses. That is yeah. how they behave. You're like, accurate. Yes. <laughs> Most of the stuff... Everyone says it can, it reached up to lengths of 60 feet. In the movie, they're like, it's 90 feet. Yeah, it's 90 feet. Giant, ginormous <laughs> So, yeah, so they, 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 they still take like 30 feet of liberty. <laughs> uh, the only marine animal to ever outweigh the massive megalodon is the blue whale, which weighs up to 200 tons, or just more than double the size of a, a meg. So, Damn. Yeah. And those are still exactly with us. Yeah. <laughs> Dinosaurs and megalodons, while both extinct, they did not coexist. Okay. Which one was? Uh, the dinosaurs died out about 66 million years ago. Uh, the megalodons came later. Okay. The oldest fossils are from the Miocene Epoch, which began 23 million years ago. And what killed them off? They believe that it was basically that they were adapted to warmer waters and they needed to feed off of marine mammals because they have to eat like 2,500 pounds of food a day. So they were just fucking good luck. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So paleontologists think that when the climate changed a couple of million years ago, um, that the large marine mammals, they moved to colder waters. And so the megalodons were left without food sources. Because they couldn't handle the cold water. Because they couldn't handle the colder mm-hmm. water. They probably did not. They were so giant, I guess they probably couldn't, couldn't evolve, maybe. You know? So that's their, that's their best guess. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Interesting. And since sharks don't have bones... Um, it's all cartilage. Yeah, most of what we know uh, come from the large fossil teeth. The largest meg tooth ever found was 6.9 inches long. That's almost three times longer than the average tooth of a modern great white shark. Oof. So, they were fucking big. Yeah. (laughs) So, I got a lot of those facts and everything about the movie and the sharks from how the team behind the meg set out to build a better giant shark movie. Uh, That was from the LA Times. Uh, How the Meg Made It to the Big Screen from FilmRejects.com, IMDb, Kids National Geographic. (laughs) And the documentary stuff I watch on YouTube. So I had a lot of fun doing research on this one. Yeah, sometimes research is uh, the best part of doing something. Mm Mm-hmm. So with that, Jess is going to take it away with the Yego Gold Summary. Previously thought to be extinct, a massive creature attacks a deep-sea submersible, leaving it disabled and trapping the crew at the bottom of the Pacific. With the time running out, a visionary oceanographer recruits rescue diver Jonas Taylor to save the crew and the sea itself from an unimaginable threat. A 75 to 90 foot long prehistoric shark known as the Megalodon. mentioned we have not seen this movie before no it kind of slipped under my radar i don't really so even you don't remember even... hearing about it oh okay so i do remember watching the trailer the trailer was the scene with the little boy and oh the mom. you know what all i do remember is a little girl in the like circle oh, tunnel yeah i do remember that yeah they had a lot of cool trailers i remember when it came out and i wanted to see it but it was 2018 mm, i probably just didn't get to the theaters a lot then. Um, so, yeah, just kind of interest kind of flew past me. Mm-hmm. I didn't go out of my way a lot to look at new movies yet at the time. Yeah, I didn't either. I kind of would just be like, oh, that looks cool, and then forget about it and mm-hmm. go about my business. I was just trying to survive a lot yeah. during that time. <laughs> <laughs> so, stuff like that kind of. And that was the before times me. now. It's yeah. weird thinking of things like pre 2020 sometimes. It, it, right? I yeah. really do feel like we live in a different world now. We really do. It's like a, it's a new millennium all over again. Right? Yeah. <laughs> I know. It's like, oh, we got a do over. I'm going to go back to being 14 again. 
I was like, oh, I'm like coming back to 14 me. Like dressing the same, like liking the same things in my room. <laughs> oh, so funny. Yeah, so we obviously have no memories of this film. It was a first time watch. Mm-hmm. So we're just going to get right into it, aren't we? We shall. We get a text title intro, a submarine in distress, a very strapping Jason Statham entrance. <laughs> <laughs> He's part of a rescue team. They're like, what has happened on the submarine? It looks crazy. Well, it turns out it was the Meg. And turns out it was the Meg. They are very, very deep, apparently. Like, what, 10,000 miles? Is it 10,000 miles deep that they are referring to the, the deep sea? <laughs> it can't be miles because they said the Marion Trench is like six miles or something down. Oh. Well, they talk about 10,000, though. Meters? Meters, maybe? Yeah, I think it's I don't know. I don't know what unit of measurement... Basically, he leaves their asses. Some He's like, like sayonara suckers. <laughs> no, but it is because well, the way that still hole was just like being smashed. Like exactly, and paper. he was like, okay, everything's about to blow. Like pressure is the all importance in space and in ocean movies. Mm-hmm. Like, and, right? That's that's the name of the game in these kind of movies. Pressure. pressure. Falling down on him. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So he's like, we got a GTFO. Um, The whole time his crew's like, Jonas, save us! And he's like, has to... Which kind of bothered me, because if you're a rescue crew, I'd I'd be like, go on without us. Like, I feel like that would be more appropriate for a rescue crew. I do. I feel like they die like bitches. I kind of do, too. (laughs) Okay. I'm glad we're on the same page. Yeah, I would have been like, there's no hope for us. Get out of here while you still can. Uh, That would be more my speed, I feel like. um, Even uh, the one guy does it, who's the family man writing the letter to his wife. Hero from Heroes. Toshi. Toshi, yeah. Toshi? So, Toshi, yeah. Like, just snuck his letter in other guy's pocket. Yeah. And closed the thing himself. Went down the fucking ship. Exactly. And these are, like, like, trained, like, rescue deep sea people. Yeah, exactly. like, help us, please. Don't lay without us. We just need a little more time. (laughs) (laughs) And he's like... Uh, I know it's down there. Cha-ching. Exactly. Like I got either, all these other people. Well, all, everybody's going to die. Exactly. Do we all die together or you die there? You got each other down there. At least you're not alone. Exactly. Right. And at first I was like, well, what the fuck? Like it exploded anyway. But then I was like, oh, he, whatever. What do they call it? Something the hatch. Sealed or whatever. Yeah. Right? yeah. And I guess that exploded. Something. I think so. Yeah. yeah. That's why he was saying he had to close it when he did yeah. or just shit was going to go down. Right. So you get that kind of intense beginning. So, like, I know. And, like, the doctor, I was like, what did he... He wasn't trying to help do anything. What was he so mad about? Oh, yeah, because the doctor that... done? Yeah. Oh, because he was like, oh, he has, like, what was it? Deep sea psychosis or diving psychosis Oh, he went crazy down there. Yeah. Well, it was because he was, I guess, apparently the only one who saw the damage done... You know, down there. I guess the doctor was already being, like, you know, leaving or whatever. His ass was already rescued. Yeah. So, he was the only one who saw it. So, people... Well, really, it's just a doctor, it seems like. I don't know. I guess they believe... Yeah, yeah, it only seemed like the doctor, but nobody else came to his defense. Exactly. I guess they still secretly all felt like, yeah, he just... Didn't do his job very well that one time. Yeah. Um, so we fast forward to five years later um, after that. And, and to me, it was like a cliffhanger style. It really was. <laughs> it very much was. Yeah. Because he's like, this is why I don't he's do like, this anymore. This is why I drink. Yes. I always have a beer in my hand. I mean, I feel like he's living his best life in Thailand. I know. Personally. I was like, he's, well, they're like, oh, he's all washed up in Thailand. I'm like, he seems like he's having a great time. And he's still looking damn fine to me. I never... I guess I... It's been a long time since I've watched a Jason Statham movie. In general, I've only seen a few of his, to be quite honest. Same, yeah. And in this one, I was like, he is a handsome guy. He was very like, yeah, handsome. Yeah, he was in very this. handsome yeah. in this movie. He was very charming. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was that documentary bits that I watched. They did talk about how before you always saw him like in fighting style. He's always fighting someone. And mm-hmm. in this one, he was more of that action Rescue. adventure yeah. lead. You know, there was no fighting in that respect. And he did. I feel like he did really good in transitioning to that kind of action role. Yeah, he was very good at lead man. Yeah, very natural in it. Hero. For sure. Yeah. And I guess with him being such an experienced swimmer and stuff, that probably like gave him even more of the confidence. It was very dreamy. And yeah, he fit in with the role just perfectly. Even though he didn't have any hair, like just coming up out of that water. 
Oh, he might as well have. Exactly. <laughs> I like that it's Dwight Rain Wilson. Yes. Is the the D-bag millionaire, basically. Mm-hmm, exactly. He's got his Nikes on. We have another Aquatica. <laughs> I got Dwight and the Nikes. Dwight and Nikes. <laughs> And it's, I, I like how he had a Trek reference. Yeah. And, doctor. <laughs> and I like that he also, um, this whole scene was very much like Deep Blue Sea with a Samuel Jackson scene. Exactly. Like, this is what Some your money paid for. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, this facility paid for uh, way nicer stuff than Deep Blue Sea. I will give them that. Yeah, true. <laughs> but it was like, you know, 20 years later. Yeah. You get the whole cast intro, which is, again, so common. I feel like these movies, they there is just that formula. Yeah. Like, here's this, here's that. Here's the scientist, here's the... <laughs> the doctor. Here's the girl that doesn't wash her hair. <laughs> I know. That is... I was like, Ruby Rose, what? Why is there Vaseline in your hair? <laughs> she looked like a cartoon character from Doug. <laughs> I'm going to say Patty Mayonnaise with <laughs> no. that hair. No, not even Patty. No, because she's got really mayonnaise slick. in her hair. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. Mayonnaise. Actual mayonnaise in Actual her hair. Actual mayonnaise hair. <laughs> mayonnaise hair. <laughs> yeah, it was real bad. It was bad. And I, I forgot, too. I was like, oh, yeah, 2018. That's that year that everyone was, like, lusting after Ruby oh, Rose. Because yeah. wasn't that... In, she was an orange just in Exactly. Black, and I, I was think. like, damn, I didn't remember it came out that long ago. Yeah, it feels like... When I was like, oh, 2018, oh, that's not that long ago. And then I'm like, fuck, it's 2023, dude. Like, that was, I know. like, longer than I... When I'm thinking, I'm like, oh, shit. That it's wasn't... like, five years ago That already. wasn't two years ago. It's not... Right. Tw- I'm still living in 2020. <laughs> so, when Rain Wilson shows up, conveniently, it's like, oh, they're right. They're already... They've been diving. You came in right when they are about to go through this fucking barrier. How convenient. perfect. Exactly. <laughs> and... They have a crew of three. Uh, You have what you find out later, it turns out, is Jason Statham's Mm ex-wife. And then you had Toshi, um, Mm -hmm. like I said, hero, (laughs) as Michael always be to me. Um, And then we also had, this was the... um, The wall? Is that what they called him? Yeah, that was where I had to figure out, I'm like, who the Because I just saw that in subtitles. The character, yeah, the wall was the character. Uh, The actor's name is Olafor. So, yeah, so he is the third guy, the blonde guy Mm -hmm. with the glasses. And they're going down there. And they discover that it is this nitrogen gas kind of bottom. Like, it's not just the bottom like they always thought. It can go deeper. (laughs) Right. Not very much deeper by the looks of it. Yeah, it goes like, like 20 more feet. (laughs) Exactly. And now the real bottom. We're here. We made it. And I feel like, too, again... I know the director wants to say, oh, we were, like, scientifically accurate, but there would not be that much, like, vegetation. Like, there's no light. Like They're saying that it's warm down there, I guess, underneath that. Because of the thermonuclear vents or whatever. What did they call it? I I think so. Something like that, yeah. Thermo vents, or, yeah. But that's the whole thing, though, is they're like, oh, it's staying cold enough. But they can't pass through that layer, They can't pass. Nothing can pass through that layer because it's too cold for them to survive. So I guess yeah. that is the science behind it, guys. I that's what I tried to understand from it. Science quote quotes, yeah, <laughs> quote quotes, quote quotes. And straight away, this is one why I also think when you got your fancy underwater stuff that there should be options where it isn't just always clear. I know like, the lights in their stuff, like just set them up as as bait basically exactly every time. Uh, the Meg is down there and is immediately pissed. <laughs> immediately pissed. Like, what the fuck this is this new shit in I my home? I started calling her Megan. 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 <laughs> no, it's going to be Megan. I, okay, so side story. But I worked with someone with that name. But I didn't realize, I, w- I guess I was saying Megan. Like, more of a May kind of sound. And I guess her, her name was Megan. Like, and so because I was like, oh, here you go, Megan. And then she was like, that's not my name. And I was like, Megan, that's your name, right? And she's like, it's Megan. And I'm like, oh, excuse me, Megan. Like, so yeah, I'm sure the Megan, that's what I named the shark. Megan shows up. 
and pretty much fucks them up almost immediately uh, to where they're trapped down there. And uh, they also don't even have heat for a while, like certain stuff like that. I guess that water's not as warm as we thought it was down there. (laughs) (laughs) And so now everything's fucked, and they realize basically they have 18 hours to get these people. This is when we get uh, Suyin's character... Is like, what the fuck? We got to go down there, you know, and get we them. We have to try to do something exactly. before we just die. So her father is the one who really runs the facility. And he's like, well, let's try to get, like, the best of the best. Someone who's, like, an expert in this. And that happens to be Jason Statham's mm-hmm. character. Uh, Jonas, right? Is that his character's name? Yeah. Jonas. Um, uh, they, so they have to fly all the way to Thailand to go get him. Within this 18 hours. But they're off of the coast of China. How far away is that from Oh, Thailand? so that probably isn't that far. You're right. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Because so that's what right. I thought when I was like, oh, how convenient. He's magically there when they got like six yeah. hours left to save him or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, wait, they're already in. Duh. Yeah. They just had to like go convince him. And they're like, like really far off the coast of China, I think. And he does a whole no speech when they find him. Um, basically, because he was like, I'm tired of people thinking I was crazy. And then mm-hmm. also, he's tired of people blaming him for not saving enough people. You know, yeah. like, that weighs on your conscience after it's a while. It's about the people you save, not the people you didn't save. Mm-hmm. This is the it's, whole mantra through it, the movie. It is. It's his, uh, his mantra to keep him grounded. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but then he finds out, oh, his ex-wife's uh, down there. So now he has to go because apparently, while they didn't get along, they don't wish each other ill yeah they don't want each other to die yes. if they can help save the other exactly because he's like yeah and then like basically he's like told you so bitch <laughs> i know i love it i, I know <laughs> I love it. Like, that's the i told you so yeah, yeah. smile when he does actually come mm-hmm. get them and it, that was a good scene yeah so this movie was a lot of fun um it was a very action classic shark movie mm. in that respect my whole thought of the movie is I thought it had great potential. Yeah. I thought they could have done a few things differently. Yeah, it did feel like it felt a little flat at certain times. Yeah. felt like they kind of threw that love story in there. Oh, no, I felt like the love story was set up pretty early because they have the girl mention. I know, I just And it, it did feel like it was shoehorned in, though. Yeah, yeah, like... I felt it was unnecessary. It was unnecessary, but it brought the closeness of the characters enough to be like, okay, this is why he really does want to save her. Yeah. Because otherwise, you'd be like, why does he care so much? Because he wants to fuck her. I know, and I guess that's what it is, and maybe that's too, because you're thinking, well, he would want to save his ex-wife, but they quickly tell you, like, oh, no, they don't like each other that much. Yeah, they don't like each other like that. (laughs) He's going to come save her life, but he doesn't love her. Yeah, I I guess that was the starting point. They're like, oh, we got to get somebody that he likes enough to save, but not enough to be the love interest. Yeah. Because we already got one of those. (laughs) <laughs> yeah definitely that's <laughs> so they, yeah they had to kind of like fit it all together and it was a little like mm, okay well, yeah that's fine we'll go along with it i did enjoy the giant squid yeah i thought that was badass and that's what i wanted a little more of too to be honest was when they were like down there like i want more than just the meg like i want it to be a little more crazier mm-hmm. like i want fucking godzilla king kong like is the Mothman down there? Like, what is going on? Mothra. That's what yeah, it is. It's Mothra, Mothra down there. Like, I, like uh, it just felt like, yeah, like a missed opportunity to have a little bit more of that than the above water stuff, I mm-hmm. guess. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, maybe I want That too, because the, the Marion Trench, like, how scary. Yeah. You know? Like, and they weren't the down. Deepest part of the, like, world that they know of so far. And did this movie come out in 3D? I wonder. That would make sense with some of the scenes. Uh, yeah, because some of the scenes underwater, I'm like, oh, it's cool, but, like, it felt flat. Yeah, like, the way it was. So, I'm like, I feel like it might have been, like, that 3D kind of mm-hmm. thing they were going for. So, I wish it did pop a little more with the under, yeah, the deep sea stuff. Yeah. Want a little more poppage. <laughs> a little more poppage. <laughs> and not just my eardrums. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> I did really like the scene with the little girl and then the, the through tunnel. the glass yeah. and the tunnel. And yeah, that the big was giant. that scene was cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the scene where you realize, oh, there were multiple. Yeah. You know, like, like that a, again was like when a, they're explaining it, they're like, a shark superhighway. We just opened up a rift in the. 
just thought that was so funny explaining like the Ooh. yeah i was like oh they had to really give us that explanation because even i thought the same thing oh no it, it's it's settling back down after we left so yeah i know that was in my notes in the beginning because i'm like well have they been has the meg been swimming up and down this whole time like just because it's a big ocean so we've never come across it or yeah or what so they did have to explain that as well, kind of very, like you said, on the nose. But they well, didn't explain it enough early on. Like, well, if that was the case, though, then what attacked them in the beginning on the submarine that they saved? If it wasn't the Meg. Well, because that's was- what I'm saying. They said that that was the only time another vessel's gone that deep. Was so it? they do mention that. So okay. that's what I'm saying. So it seems like that original submarine was below, must have been below that line or whatever. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. So that's again. So yeah. they crossed that nuclear thing and they didn't know it. That's where they don't really, yeah. That's where it kind of just like, eh, it's a Or the man can come and go as he wants and... No. Well, according to the movie, with the giant explanation they took to give us, it just was for that moment and it got out. So apparently it didn't get out when that submarine did it five years earlier. I don't know. That's where they convoluted a little bit. Or maybe I just wasn't paying enough attention. (laughs) True. I could have been not paying... Maybe I missed it. Yeah. yeah. Like, it, it could have happened. Twould not surprise me. Mm-hmm. World's best I told you so. That's yeah. what he said. <laughs> I wrote it down. So he does save them. Uh, with the expense of Toshi, he does sacrifice himself. And then, at this point, they all know something's down there. Uh, Su Yin also has gone down there. And he made her leave early. Mm -hmm. uh, Because she was the one who, yeah, was getting attacked by the squid. And then the Meg came, ate the squid. That was a cool scene. Yeah, she got saved by the Meg. Yep. But I thought it was funny. I was like, okay, the squid's already about to crush her. Y'all aren't prepared to be down this deep in the Exactly. Like, what did... Well, I guess they were just not thinking there was going to be, like, gigantic prehistoric monsters. I guess, but when Ruby Rose is like, it's bicarbonate. Like, this is the strongest shark cage in the yeah. history of time. And I was like, well, look what happened to your little uh, rovers down there, like your little subs. Uh, they almost got crushed in five seconds. Yeah. I'm like, I don't think these dinosaur monsters I give would, a shit. wouldn't trust the plastic shark cage either. I'm like, they make sunglasses out of polycarbonate. And they're breakable. <laughs> and they break all the time. Yeah. <laughs> but sure, okay. You also get a little information about that if you watch those YouTube videos too. And they interview the actress and her experience with that shark cage and everything. She was like, I didn't do a lot of swimming before this. Like, not a strong swimmer or diver. So doing the shark thing was pretty scary. (laughs) She's like, it's very like, you know, obviously. uh, Now that was a cool part when they're like, oh, it's not supposed to break. She's like, that's the problem. It's being swallowed whole. Yeah. Oh shit. I really enjoyed that. (laughs) Yeah. That was a good anxiety inducing scene. So they did do well though with the shark attacks. Essentially Mm -hmm. they were big and bold every time. The crowded beach scene, uh, like I said, I do remember a lot of that from the trailer at that time. That was a big thing, like, going around, um, in my socials anyway. Mm -hmm. And it also was kind of like an homage to Jaws. Yeah. Um, So it reflected very much that scene with the the kid and the mom. Although, while that one was, like, supposed to be the crazy one, it probably wasn't my favorite. I think... Mm -hmm. The the shark cage scene might have been my favorite out yeah. of all the because that was yeah. the one like so where there's come yeah that always gives me a little panic get that flutter seeing something yeah. coming from underneath yeah, you like, in the Ooh. ocean because it's so deep uh huh no yeah, that's like no, freaky to me definitely freaky I agree if Gabriel here he'd be able to tell me what it is the name of the fear where there's like things submerged oh really <laughs> does he know like all the names yeah. of weird <laughs> that's awesome so they make sure the characters again in the beginning of the movie I felt like the doctor was going to be more of like a hindrance to him like you know being like oh he's crazy he's crazy he's mm-hmm. crazy and it seemed like Su Yin's character was also going to maybe take the side of the doctor but really they didn't go anywhere with that the doctor pretty much straight away like after when Su Yin even is like no nah, I mean the shark does exist down there something's down there like he's right you know so then the doctor is pretty cool with him like, yeah, he's like oh sorry about it sorry about it yeah <laughs> um but she's still kind of a bitch to him in the beginning of course I guess they're like building that Sexual chemistry tension, tension. 
Because um, I was really surprised they got rescued that fast. Yeah. And the first, you know, the first. Thing. I thought that bit was going to be a little longer for sure. Right. I didn't realize how far it was going to be like, oh, now we're going to hunt the Meg. <laughs> right. With a little boat. So that's part of basically the two thirds, really. I'd say one third of the movie is the setup and the, the rescue of what you think is going to actually be more of the, of the movie. movie. Right. And then the last two thirds of the film is essentially them thinking they're going to get it and the billionaire ends up being kind of more of the villain than the doctor. Mm-hmm. Um, he's the one that's kind of pushing them to go for it because he wants to make his money. He just doesn't want anybody to sue him. And then he doesn't want anyone to sue him. Whatever, or know about it. Or know really. about it. Yeah. He does do um, a trickery on them because at one point they've lost people. Now they've had these multiple incidents um, he says he's contacted governments to like take care of it and that he's leaving and that there'll be emergency pickups for them in the morning, yada, yada. He lies and he's just going to go out there and he thinks he got it. And so we do get also that really big death scene too. This was like the comeuppance like mm-hmm. one. Um, I did enjoy that one as well. When it bit and it just left behind his hand. Yeah. His little <laughs> hand was left behind. Yeah. Um, cause they were like, psych, it was a whale carcass and right. now we distracted you and now I'm going to eat you. I mean, yeah, it, it had some good action shark attacks. Mm-hmm. A lot of swimming. Shirtless Jason statement. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it has what you uh, imagine out of a good I thought that movie. was cute when he was in his towel and she left and then had to go. And like look back to the, the window. Look back window. And the guy caught her and was like, mm-hmm. see you. And she's I, like, what? I know what you're doing. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, um, he's single. He's this. Da, da, da. She's like, I didn't ask. He's like, you don't have to, girl. <laughs> <laughs> we all already like, know. I got you. But that is one thing with this movie I felt like took away from it, actually. I know they were wanting it. uh, The director was even quoted saying, like, this balance, you know, of, like, you don't want to be too funny because then you turn into Sharknado, you know, where you poke fun at yourself too much. But you can't be, like, overly serious either because then it just gets kind of, like, doesn't appeal, you know, to, like, that mass audience, I guess. You need the breathers with the comedy and stuff and well, that's the why romance. I... But it's just, like, even when they first, at, I can't remember which exact scene, but they're, like, diving together. And they're, like, ah, ha, ha. And they have these little witty one-liners. And then the Meg just comes and fucks up his vehicle, like, immediately, his yeah. little sub. Like, so I'm, like, this is no joking matter right like it's a fucking dinosaur essentially yeah I'm like fuck you up and you're just like oh we're gonna go in this in our little submersible and i'm like and you have a daughter ma'am yeah and she's already lost her grandfather and mm-hmm. you're like really nonchalant with your own life and like who's gonna raise your daughter now yeah but, like you should stop pussyfooting around with oh she's chasing <laughs> mr uh, i know <laughs> she is chasing you that need date. to um worry about your daughter ma'am <laughs> Uh, yeah, they, uh, definitely kind of give her tunnel vision a little bit in that respect. Right. Like, oh. I mean, I, uh, kind of can't blame her, but. But also, I guess she is, like, backing her game up, too. Because, like, this is her and her dad's, like, project, essentially. True. Like, you know, and with, you know, getting the funding with the billionaire and all of that. But, like, she's a marine biologist behind it. I feel like it's Yeah, but more, she's not, like, a shark. But she is. She's supposed to be, like, their little expert person, I think. So I think that's just more of her taking accountability. Like, this is kind of her thing. You know, like, she was in charge. This is her mistake. Like, they didn't... She didn't think that was going to be down there. She does mention that. Her character does, like, I don't know. You know, she does say at certain times, she was like, I don't know what's... I don't even know what's real anymore, guys. (laughs) So maybe her expertise has failed her. True. And she was taking ownership of it. I just know me. I'd be like, all right, well, uh, me and my kid are going anywhere but here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I did think it was you pretty crazy. You can handle it. I have faith in you. Goodbye. <laughs> yeah, pretty damn crazy that she even brings the kid, like, on anywhere the actual there boat. On Aquatica. <laughs> <laughs> on the boat rides yeah. when they're like, all right, we're going after a fucking Megalodon. Let me bring my child on this boat that doesn't even have any weapons. And they're going to poison it. They're just going to harpoon it with poison and hope that it might be enough to kill it. And it eventually is. 
Um, but again, this is where you find out, like, oh, shit, there was, like, so was there two or three Megalodons? There was at least two. So there was Megan. And then <laughs> there was at least, like, two more. I believe she was supposed to have had, like, those were her babies, I think. Oh, is that what it was? I think so, like, pups or something. And that's, that's why she called. ate it? Maybe. Oh, did she eat the other one? That's right. That's what she came and ate, like, because I didn't even see her eat the big guy, the wall. I didn't see that happen. Oh, you didn't see that? that no, it was later. Good, Dave, yeah. well, I saw it. Like, I just saw it eat the shark oh, that was on their boat. Had, I didn't yeah, realize. Like, I knew had... he was down there, but I didn't see him, like, go in her mouth, I guess. Mm. Um, and Dave's like, oh, that's when he died. And I was like, oh, I guess I missed that. I'm not really <laughs> Was kind of a longer one still. Yeah. Um, but again, you get those kind of good scenes where crazy shit like that happens. It pops up and it eats the other shark. So, I see the appeal. I see why it did well. I think a lot of people would say it's probably not that great of an action movie. I think they should just trimmed a lot of the fat out of it. Yeah. Better. A little more higher paced. Maybe some higher stakes. It does seem with any, even good shark movies, you know, it's going to be a lot of like, oh, well, we're on a boat and now we're in the water and now we're swimming. <laughs> <laughs> but they did do a good job of keeping... Pressure! Pressure. Yeah. <laughs> they did a good job of keeping anticipation, though. I'll give them that. I mean, and I love Jason's statement in this. You know, he was, uh, he was, his acting was good. Mm-hmm. Any of his stunts were amazing to watch. Him, another eye gouging a shark movie. I was gonna, that was the last of my notes was, we had the really good ass eye gouging yes, still. again. Him, yeah, strong swimming, like being like a fucking badass. Yes. He was totally uh, badass. In the this. big climactic ending. Um, you also get a little comedy in that too. Again, this was uh, one of the trailer scenes was the little puppy dog that's swimming. Yeah. Like yeah. With that. And they end it with the dog makes it. So no dogs were harmed in the making of this film. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Gives some peace of mind if that's all you remember from this movie. <laughs> I know. I made Dave tell me. I was like, the dog. The dog? Yeah. And he was like, they ain't going to kill no dog. People, yeah, I was like dogs because yeah. it looked like lady. It did. <laughs> it looked like this dog. My, uh, I had a neighbor uh, in those apartments, and the dog's name was Buddy, and it mm. looked like the Buddy dog. And I believe that I wrote down that dog's name was Pippin. Pippin, yes, Pippin. it was very named cute. after a Hobbit. It was so cute. Yeah, very big though, exciting ending for sure. I wrote this down in my notes, but I don't remember the specifics of it. You ask it out for dinner. <laughs> I don't remember what scene that was from. Nope. You ask it out for dinner. Um, I did have Stazen puts on his jaunty yet broody New England fisherman turtleneck <laughs> for the uh, the big ending. I know exactly what you're talking yes. about. <laughs> that was exactly how I described it. the big it. ending. Yeah, he fucked that shark up. Yeah. And then I liked his, uh, when he was fucking that shark up, he went, bleed. <laughs> <laughs> And basically, that's how they're able to defeat the Meg. The Meg. Is is with Mother Nature. And him single-handedly killing the fucking shark. Like, barehanded, basically. <laughs> well, he stabs it in the eye, and then he's going to let nature take guts its course. It. Like, guts it. And then all of the other sharkies yeah. and sea life come to feast. A feeding frenzy is what he's trying to do. Right. But did you catch the scene where the baby shark get, uh, swims out the Meg's mouth? Oh, did I? Yeah. So they show it, and I even was like, oh, is that a regular shark, or is that another Meg? I just thought it was a, I guess I just thought it was a shark uh, Yeah, because the they were showing all the feeding frenzy. Apparently, when I was reading, doing my research, they said it was supposed to be one of her pups. Mm. But I'm like, why was it in her mouth? Like, I'm confused. Yeah, that's I'm not how... more confused now. Uh, that's not how babies are made. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently for megalodonts, maybe so. I don't know. Or was it like she protecting it because she's so big? She's like, oh, you live in my mouth. Oh, get in my mouth and hide. (laughs) Like, is that how that works? I don't know. So they don't explain that at all. But they did. I remember seeing it. And I'm like, oh, I thought that was like you. Thought it was just one of the many. Yeah, I just thought it came up through because it was gutted, basically. It came out of his mouth. Exactly. That's what I thought. thought Or maybe that's what it was, was it was gutted. So that part left me a little confused when I read it. Yeah. But that was it. That was the Meg. That was the Meg. What'd you think? Um, I I liked it. (laughs) Um, (laughs) (laughs) as shark movies go, yeah, it was all right. Yeah. 
I'm going to say middle of the ground as well. Yeah, middle it was, of the road. I enjoyed watching it the one time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the one time. <laughs> I had fun. Um, I would probably still be down to watch The Meg 2. I was going to say, I think it will, I'll be down to do The Trench, is what it's called. So maybe that, oh. maybe that will give us more of what we were The Mariana for. Trench, yeah. yeah. That would be fun. Yeah, so maybe we'll do a mini-sode follow-up. Yeah, because uh, maybe that'd be two. one of those movies where the sequel's better than the first one. Maybe. We'll find yeah. out. And I think Jason Statham's in it still Yeah, he's well, still right? in it because yeah. I watched the trailer. Yeah. So, yeah, so we'll look into that. Nice. Something fun to do. I don't know what's coming out i didn't look that up hmm. i think it already came out oh did it i think so no. i don't i don't remember <laughs> so we hope everyone enjoyed shirt month shirt month shirt month <laughs> we're going very uh americana for july as we mentioned break out your bandanas yes we're not very patriotic but i mean it is almost going to be what an election season's coming up mm-hmm. so i guess we're going to kick that off with something that we don't hate yeah <laughs> cuz i'm over i don't want to say that i'm patriotic but i love me an easy rider style yeah um i love red white and blue and like the flag so i call it americana like i call it easy rider the easy rider (laughs) from the movie i prefer the easy rider collection yeah like that um motorcycle 60s hippie that that style yeah i dig it i dig it dig it so yeah join us for independence day Mm -hmm. and a league of their own yes Little little slice of American Bring life. Bring your apple pie. And no crying in baseball. <laughs> <laughs> and as always, you can find us at Film Gazers on Instagram, on Facebook, on Twitter. Twitter is where you'll find the link to our Discord. You can also join the Discord community, which we have really been slacking in i apologize we say it every every episode we should have a tentative i'm sorry for not being as active in social media as we sorry i'm a lazy asshole (laughs) i got a lot going on okay guys this is a fucking hobby (laughs) so time to hit the dusty trail until next time later Later, taters taters. i liked your face on that one